Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox, 93.7, WEEI-FM, and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured i just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. He might though. He might change a thing. Just like he did the last go around. That's Tom Brady from a month or so ago. Announcing his retirement. Just off the top of his head. Just on a whim. Down on a beach in Florida. Wasn't planned at all. He didn't have a script that said, cry here. <laughs> that, that, was, that wasn't all planned out. No, 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 no. Not Tom Brady. Did you see 80 for Brady? I still have not. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I okay. was just going to say, I, I can't really comment on his acting ability. Well, so not, I, don't, I don't know if he... It's not good. I don't know, how it, is, I don't know how it is in 80 movie? for Brady. Because you're, you're giving him a lot of credit for well, being able to cry on command, read a script. I mean, that's a professional <laughs> actor level. That's, you know what? It's a fair point by you, Mego. Actually, a good point. Thanks. And it's hour number two, Jones and Mego with Arcan here on WEEI, taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937. I better learn that number before Hotbot, uh, Hot Take Bot puts me to shame. But uh, headline today, Arcan forwarded this from Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Will the 49ers try to get Tom Brady to end his second annual retirement? And Florio goes on to pick up on the news yesterday, or maybe the day before, that Brock Purdy's... Surgery is delayed. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go elsewhere. The Niners need a quarterback, bottom line. They need a quarterback. If Purdy's not going to be ready, and it sounds to me like it's dicey whether or not he's going to be ready. And what's going on with Trey Lance? And, right, who knows how healthy Trey Lance is? Who knows how committed they are to Trey Lance? Trey Isn't Lance that wild, though? Might when need you're, more when, time? Oh, of course it's when wild. You're, when you're going through the quarterbacks, it's like, oh, yeah, and then Trey Lance. I mean, I'll be honest, I forgot about him. Yeah, your first-round pick. But it's like... He might need more time. There, he's not starting over Purdy, I wouldn't think, right? So they're they're looking at it, going health wise, he might need more time. Development wise, he might need more time. 
And so Florio makes the case that they could put a full court press on Brady and maybe Brady would listen. And I'm not going to bore you with all the the details about his contract in Tampa Bay and, you know, all these other uh, pieces to it. He can become a free agent in March. Like he's on track to become a free agent in March, regardless of filing his retirement paperwork, which uh, Florio referred to as what exactly? Uh, Poppycock or something like that. I'll find the exact word, but rubbish, I think. Like, it's nonsense. It doesn't matter. He's going to file this paperwork. He can still play. He can still be a free agent. If there's a convincing enough pitch from the San Francisco 49ers, would Brady entertain it? And we're going to talk to Tommy Curran about 25 minutes from now. He joins us every Thursday, most Thursdays, at 3.30 here on WEEI. Snarky little man. (laughs) Most Thursdays he joins us. And we're going to talk to him coming up. Maybe we can circle back to this. Am I fanning the flames for nothing? Is Florio fanning the flames for nothing? Or do we think there's a real chance Brady could come back? I'm not saying it's impossible. It just seems not likely. I, I really do feel like he's not just going through the motions and as Arcan had said before, maybe trying to find some leverage in a situation and like handpick his situation rather than what happened when he ended up in Tampa Bay after being with the Patriots. It just it it seems like he's done. Everything points towards him being done. I think his the position his life is in personally, what he went through last year, reports from Tommy Curran. Uh, that he spent that time that he took away from training camp in bed, like in a pretty, sounds like pretty depressive state, that he uh, had Bill Belichick on his podcast, kind of reminiscing on all their time together and everything, putting in the paperwork. Everything to me points towards this is it. Done. I know that Florio writes in there he doesn't suck yet. He always said he would play until he sucked. But I think he actually doesn't want to suck. Right. I don't think he wants to have the image of him out there that we have with so many elite athletes at the end well, of them being looking old and sucky. And I'll, I'll add this, too, and I throw that line in Brady's face He's a lot. He's a very image-conscious athlete. I throw this, that line in Brady's face a lot, that he, he, he'll play until he sucks, and he doesn't suck, and I think less of him for retiring now. I thought that last, last offseason, I was right, he came back, and I still think that about him now, incrementally less. I think incrementally less of him for retiring. I do. But maybe in Brady's mind, he did suck last year. Like, we all look at it and go, you didn't suck. You can still play. You can still win a championship. I suck pretty bad today. But If he goes to the Niners, they, they can win a title. Like, I, I believe that. Do you believe that? Oh, absolutely. Arkans? Definitely. Okay, so I, he's still good enough to win. But maybe in Brady's mind, he's like, I've lost enough and I can't do what I want to do. And I do suck by my standards. Maybe it's that. So I'll acknowledge that. I think the Niners can win with Derek Carr at this point. But yeah, I mean, like they're 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 very close. Why are you, you making know? that face? I, I'm sorry. Interesting. You the think they have the best offensive system. The Niners are much better defense. than the Jets. They have good coaching. So you guys think Derek Carr could win a Super Bowl if he's on the Niners? I think yeah. Mac Jones could win a Super Bowl on the Niners. Oh, okay, well then scratch that. But when Look it comes, how deep they went with Brock Purdy, and then they just had to run that weird Mac like, Jones 1930s better than Brock Purdy. offense because yeah. he got injured. I don't, I don't know about that, but let's not bark up that tree right now. When it comes to what? He's been, he was good as a rookie, just like Mac was good as a rookie. I'm not saying anything. You now told I, me not to bark up the tree. I saw, I saw your face. When it comes to uh, this, this, here's a new update, that Brady extended his radio show for two more years. Does that tell us anything Woo! about his future? No. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is doing the same thing, right? And he's, and he's been retired, so maybe not. I saw that headline, and I'm like, oh, what What do you care about Brady and this podcast if he's not playing week Tom. after week? Well, maybe he's more dedicated to it. I, I think that the bigger indication, if you were going to talk about him coming back to the NFL, would be that he pushed off his booth commitments. 
with Fox. He is pushing. Time. He yeah, is yeah, pushing. Yeah, I know. I'm saying that's the bigger indicator. Well, there. That, I don't oh, give yeah, a yeah. crap about the serious XM thing. And he could, he could do that retired, but you're right. He's put off. He's put off the booth for so a full if year. If you want to argue that it looks like he's leaving the door open to come back, that's the bigger one. Well, he's been doing the radio interview as a player. He is putting off the TV booth. Uh, for a year, he's also paying off all that crypto scam that he uh, that he's <laughs> that he lost point, there. Maybe. And also, you know, he has a, a media company, and he just laid off the whole podcast division. Not the uh, Let's Go podcast; that's something else. But he had a, a podcast. It was Religion of Sports. Yes, it was. I forget who else he was in it with, but it they was, had a whole uh, podcast Ch- division. Mike, Chopra, isn't it? Chopra's kid, Michael yeah. Strahan too. Yeah, and Strahan and was Strahan. in it too. Right, yeah, yes. and they just laid off all the podcast people. So. Huh. Religion of sports. Yeah, they put yeah. out they put out some videos that totally not a cult. You guys, they they put out some videos <laughs> that no one, the altar of sports. No one watched before. But when it comes to um, when it comes to Brady coming back, I was thinking about this, and you guys tell me six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Agree or disagree? Mahomes winning again, and the discussion around Patrick Mahomes, which is not just like this radio show or this city, but nationally, the discussion around Mahomes measuring up to Brady at the same age. Mahomes and how many championships he can win, chasing down Tom Brady. Don't you think that gets the competitive juices in Brady going just a little bit? And Brady says, oh, so now everybody thinks Mahomes is going to catch me? Maybe I will go to the Niners, and maybe I'll win another one just to shut everybody the hell up. I'll go win my eighth on my third team while Mahomes is still playing. Maybe I'll beat him again like I did in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago or like I did in the AFC title game before that. Don't you think, uh, on whatever small percentage, Brady's competitive juices are going around this discussion that Mahomes could catch him and or pass him, and it's incrementally more likely that Brady would return because Mahomes won than if the Eagles won that Super Bowl? His personal life aside, if we're just talking about football, I feel like it's more than a small percentage. For somebody like Brady, looking at that, and, and I think looking back on the 10 years that he was wandering the desert without a Super Bowl win... Yeah, I think he's thinking like, hey, as some part of him is thinking, hey, I don't suck yet. I could go back out there in the right situation with the Niners. I could go back out there and And, I could get an eighth and and be that much further ahead of Patrick Mahomes, who everyone now is all of a sudden putting in their top five and acting like he's right on my heels when he's so many, (laughs) when he's six or five rings back. Guilty on both counts. But yeah, it's, it's that. It's also that. It's like, it's not just... It's not just that Mahomes won. It's the discussion around it. It's like, oh, so now everybody thinks Mahomes is right there neck and neck with me. He's one, two. Let me come back and shut everybody up. Let me come back and prove everybody wrong. Incrementally, or maybe it's a large percentage. I'm talking football-wise. Yeah. I just think the real-life aspect of it, his personal life and everything, probably his mental and emotional health would would keep him away, at least for this year. I don't. I don't rule it out. This whole time, I've always thought that there was uh, the Miami thing. You know, I mean, I just sort of felt like there was always kind of an opening there. There was always uh, the possibility for this to happen. He already retired one time and then unretired. I don't believe this one either. It's not like he put a lot of thought. You or time still don't into it. believe it? I mean, you know, if he stays retired, I'm not going to be shocked. But I absolutely think that this is a perfect opening and a perfect spot for him to even check off some of those boxes. At San Francisco will be near his family, be near his parents. He won't be near his kids. You know, who, and- he's, who he's so. Uh, uh, steadfast on seeing and being closer to. He wanted them in 2020. He did. They didn't want him. Yeah. He wanted them. 617-779. His childhood dream. 793-7. Yeah, he'll he'll finally move away from his kids, as Arkan just said, because he lives so close down in in Florida. Uh, Let's go to Drew in Newport, Rhode Island. Go ahead, Drew. 
Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, just want to uh, touch in on Taekwon Thornton. Okay. Uh, do you guys have any expectations for him this year, or are we just going to chalk it up as another uh, swing and miss by Bill with the receiver? I was never a fan of the pick. I liked other picks around him better. Now, one is Sky Moore, who did not have a good rookie year in Kansas City either. But George Pickens, uh, Alec Pierce, they both had better seasons in year one than Tyquan Thornton did. I never liked that pick. I, I guess I like that they took a swing at a receiver, but to answer the question, no, I don't have any expectations for him. No. I have higher expectations. I think after he went in as a rookie, his frame is so small. And then he was injured to begin the year. So I think that he'll take some step forward. I don't think he's going to be the answer. I don't think he's going to take the top off the defense. Well, if he's not doing that, that's all he does. He's, <laughs> he's fast. That's what he's supposed to do. If he's not doing that, what's he doing? That's his thing. That's Yeah, that is he's, his thing. He's, he's skimming it. He's skimming the top off. How about that? That's a, that was a bit of a, a hot take, bot take there, if you ask me, is what, the, what, what that was. What, skimming the top well, off no, the no, defense? No, no, the, no, the taking the top off the defense. Yeah, that's why I was mocking it. No, I know. It was I'm a saying. mockery. You're dab- we don't, a mockery we don't of, want to- of that kind of unnuanced sports I'm saying, talk. we don't, we don't want to dabble in we the hot take, We don't dabble in that. Because it, next thing now, you Ty know. Now, Tyquan Thornton, he could skim the top off the defense <laughs> next year. Sure, if he puts a little weight on that frame. Gets in the weight room. How about that? The problem wasn't that he wasn't taking the time. Try top was off the defense. He go down Ty there. Tyquan Thornton schemes the top off the defensive coordinator. Damn it! Hot Almost. take bot. Almost a hot take bot. Uh, he could take the top off, but then he dropped the pass. So yeah. who cares? Right. <laughs> like, you know, right. like that was the problem. The top is off. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? That's that was that was his issue. Six one seven. Something Jones never no, heard I was, in college. I was going to say right. I'd have to. I, I I had trouble taking the top off. That is true. Uh, those things. <laughs> Clasps are so confusing. Uh, 617-779-7937. Once you top the fun, don't stop off the defense. We'll get more to uh, Tom Brady and his potential to return. Good person joining us next is Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston. He joins us on Thursdays here on WEEI. We'll get his thoughts on that along with the rest of the Patriots offseason. What's going on with Matt Patricia? All that following trending with Christian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search. It's so dumb. Then download. My brain is melting. This is Jones and Mego on WEEI. Let's just jump straight into it. Uh, are the are the uh, Patriots um, on the quarterback carousel this spring or not? What do you got? Great question. Absolutely, positively not. That would happen over Robert Kraft's dead body. Really? We'll talk about that in 2024 if it's another mediocre season. But this notion that the Patriots would move on from Mac Jones after last July at the outset of training camp when uh, Bill Belichick talked about Mac Jones made a drastic improvement from an already highly impressive rookie year. If they now want to move on from him and his $4.36 million salary or whatever it is because of what happened in 2022, well, who's holding the smoking gun for what happened? The coach. Tom E. Curran on with Rich Eisen earlier this week, as he was with uh, Gresham Fourier discussing the future of Mac Jones. We'll talk to Tom Curran about eight minutes from now, each and every Thursday at 3.30 here on WEEI. Most Thursdays on uh, WEEI. We're going to talk to him coming up in just a little bit. The Mac Jones thing, I still think it's interesting that it's on their radar this early. And it should be on their radar this early. But, like, already they're like, what are we going to do in a year? It illustrates how make or break this year is for Mac Jones. And I think we all know it, and we all talk about it. The Patriots are talking about it. They should be talking about it. If you don't get that kind of year out of Mac Jones, maybe you're trading him next year. Or maybe you're going year to year, uh, not picking up that fifth-year rookie option, which is due next May, not this coming May, but May 2024. All that stuff is already on their radar, and it should be. There's a lot of pressure on Mac Jones. We talked about the pressure on the Patriots this offseason to make a splash. There's a lot of pressure on him this year to get it done. And I hope he executes more week to week or over the course of a year under pressure better than he does within a game. Because typically when the pressure gets ratcheted up in a game and it's the fourth quarter and they're trailing, he doesn't do so hot. So hopefully he handles this kind of pressure better than that type of in-game pressure. Absolutely. I, make or break is what I've been saying for a while now. And a lot of it has to do with what they're trying to reinvest back into the offense. And a lot of it is to put support back around Mac Jones because he had so little last season. I do think this is a course correction, but it's also kind of like, okay, this is your shot, kid. You know, we liked what you showed us for the most part your rookie season. Last season, maybe we overestimated, I think, Bill Belichick overestimated uh, Max maturity as a quarterback and as a professional football player, being able to take on and all these changes with very little support and coaching around him or competent coaching around him, I should say. And so it's like, okay, you know what? We're putting you back in a safe space with Bill Mm O'Brien. We're trying to rebuild the trust around you, but you got to show us something. And that's where the pressure is. Like, I, I really feel like the pressure is on him individually. It's not even about, hey, get to the playoffs and win a playoff game the way that the pressure is put on by Robert Kraft. It's the pressure of, are you somebody that we can invest in long term? That's what it comes down to. And, it, yeah, it does seem like we're getting ahead of ourselves because it's only going into his third season. But at the end of the season, they have to be able to make the judgment call. 
do we invest in this guy? Yeah, and you have to decide, is this guy, first of all, what Bill said, someone who can play quarterback and start in the NFL, which we'll see if that's really the case. I mean, you know, I think that's still up in the air right now. We've seen guys who have had good seasons completely lose it. And Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's one of them. We've seen other examples. You know, I mean, it's, it's happened before. And uh, sometimes it's older guys with injury. Sometimes it's young guys like this. They just, the book comes out on them or something happens to them and they just can't figure it out. And I think something here has happened to Mac Jones. His growth has been stunted. And we'll see if he has the maturity and the ability to sort of recover from that and, and come back. When it comes to this being like a make-or-break year for him, I agree that it is. I don't think it's fair that it is. It shouldn't be, but it is. And wait, wait, but what does that mean? You mean he shouldn't? He shouldn't have had the situation he had last year. Exactly. Okay. I think that that was just uh, he was so put upon, and you know he didn't react to it great. But that wasn't a good situation for him, and a veteran coach like Belichick should have never put him in that position to begin with, which is the crux of all of this. But eventually, you have to either you know what, or get off the toilet, you know? Like, you have to figure out, do we have, do is this guy going to work? Do what? Is this going to work out? Toilet. Number one or number two? Poo or get off the toilet. Okay. And uh, if uh, if it's not working, then it's Please not be working. be clear. You're a professional radio announcer. I felt like you guys knew what I meant. Uh, but that's sort of the point. Like, even if you agree that it's not fair what happened to Mac Jones, eventually you have to decide what's best for the team going forward. So we're going to ask this to Tom, you know, his stance on where Mac Jones is and the, the organization's really their stance on Mac Jones, uh, and we'll do that with uh, Tom Curran coming up. If you miss any part of the show, by the way, you can have it delivered to your phone daily. Subscribe to Jones and Mego with Arcan, our podcast on the Odyssey app, or wherever you find your podcast. I also do want to get to Tom Brady and his future, and if there is even a little crack of a door open for Brady to return, now that Mahomes has one, he's got two, still a long way away from seven, but the discussion around Mahomes, I could see Brady thinking it's absurd. I don't think it's absurd. I, Mahomes is right there, step for step. Three Super Bowls by age twenty-seven. Nah, Appear- not step for step. Appearances, One step behind. Three Super Bowl appearances, and he's got two MVPs. You know, Tom Brady was three Super Bowl appearances, three wins. Uh, to Mahomes is two, zero MVPs at age twenty-seven. Like I don't think it's crazy at all, but I can see Brady thinking it's crazy. Does it get Brady's competitive juices going at all? We know how competitive he is, and he has to hear about Mahomes catching him and Mahomes might catch him someday and who's the actual goat I think it's more likely because Mahomes won than Philadelphia won I think it's more likely Brady could return and maybe San Francisco is the right one to do it oh you think you're gonna catch me I'll go win number eight with the Niners my childhood team on top of it Amy's in Rhode Island on our Brady discussion go ahead Amy hi um I would be surprised if he doesn't come back, and I hope I'm right because I bet both of my brothers that he would. Um, but I think that for for uh, for two reasons. One primarily is that he just can't stop as a competitor. Uh, he retired last time, and I feel like he. So, so she's breaking up, but I I do think that part of it is important. Where it's like. When Mahomes had one and Brady had set, what's Brady really playing? What's the motivation? What's he really playing for? He already won without Bill. That was clearly his motivation early on in Tampa Bay. I don't need the Patriots. I don't need Bill Belichick. I can go in somewhere else. F you. Clear motivation. He has clear motivation again. Like, he didn't have that before Mahomes won. Now he does have that. And I'm not guaranteeing he comes back. I hope Amy wins her bet with both of her brothers. I hope she wins that bet. And I would love Brady back. It's good for us. It's good for the NFL. I hope he's back. I think less of him that he went into retirement. So I, I even think it would be better for him to come back. Now there is a reason, a little bit more of a reason anyway, for him to come back and, and motivation to do it, just like there was to stick it to the Patriots years ago. He's still five ahead. 
Sure. I mean, it's still he's still got a healthy lead. But it's, I, but I feel it's like not the a competition bigger, with Mahomes. It's about the conversation. Yeah, I, I feel like the bigger the bigger draw would be being able to play out in San Francisco in front of his parents and that and his his OG family. Yep. We should say not the other family. His, right. his creative family. Yeah. But in front of his parents all the time and kind of have those bookends of his career. You know, wrap it up nicely. No, I think I think that's fair. And I think look, who wins a third Super Bowl? Like who? Uh, or I'm sorry, who wins on a third team? Like who? Who does that? So that's another piece to it as well. Another airtight part to his legacy. Like oh, it was it wasn't just I had all these weapons in Tampa Bay. I went to the Niners again, and yes, they have good weapons. But at some point, what's the common to not what's the common factor here? So I think the Brady thing is interesting. You know, Florio continues to fan the flames, but whatever. School vacation week. It's the off season. Florio's trying to get something going, just like we're trying to get something going. So maybe he's barking up the wrong tree. Uh, Tom Curran, a man very, very plugged in when it comes to the Patriots. And, of course, Tom Brady. Uh, He's brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Become your own success story by dropping the weight, holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180 and by Unified Office, where they help business maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Tom, you've you've made this comment a couple of different times that Robert Kraft Certainly does not want to trade Mac Jones. Uh, you made it to Gresham Fourier earlier this week. We played the clip earlier in this segment uh, of what you had to say to Rich Eisen. So Kraft, certainly, it sounds, uh, from me judging by your answers, Kraft does not want to trade Mac Jones. Are Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick aligned on that? I don't know what Bill Belichick's actual demeanor is toward Mac Jones and the idea of trading him. I would assume that he wants to show a level of functionality as opposed to the dysfunction that they've shown so far. I would assume that he doesn't want to go to the owner and say, hey, that kid that we really thought was a terrific player last July that helped us get to the playoffs in his rookie year that's still on a rookie contract, yeah, we want to move on from him. We think that would be a great idea now. So, Because in turn, Robert Kraft would stare at him and say, well, why is he bad now? Is he bad in large part thanks to the things that you've done? Remember, the Maras in New York, when Joe Judge was relieved of duty, said about Daniel Jones, we've done everything in our power to screw this kid up. And I think the Patriots in one year did the same thing with Mac Jones. So I just think it defies logic to think that Bill Belichick wants to embrace chaos and say, yeah, he's not good anymore. Well, let me let me push back a little bit. And I, I don't know, not like, I, I don't know anything that's that's going on. You're the one who's plugged in. But, like, how much of a say did the crafts have in taking a quarterback in the first round. Like, cause if I'm bill and ownership wanted a quarterback or wanted Mac specifically, I'd say, well, yeah, maybe he was, maybe he was never all that good. And you guys wanted a quarterback. Well, he looked pretty good at the end of the first year. So if you're going to push back and say the crafts, I don't think he looked good at the end of the year. He looked good. Well, let me at the just finish on this. If you, if you're going to contend that Mac Jones was foisted upon on, on the coaching staff by the crafts yet by the end of that year, Belichick was basically genuflecting at the altar of Mac, and then at the beginning of this past year saying how much he had improved. Then it looks like ownership did the right thing. 
fair. I, I question Indeed, that's the case. I, and you're right. Bill did genuflect at the uh, the altar of Mac Jones in the offseason for sure. I just wonder if there's there's a, a little wiggle room there for Bill uh, if he takes it to ownership and the Crafts throw that back in his face. But I know Mego has a question as well. Well, Tom, uh, you were on with Gresham Fourier, our buds in midday, uh, a couple days ago, saying that you felt strongly based on training camp that you saw uh, two two off seasons ago, that Mac Jones is definitively better than Daniel Jones, and I bring it up because obviously they both played under Joe Judge to some extent, and now uh, New York is in this position with Daniel Jones's contract that we're all talking about in the future that the Patriots may be in with Mac Jones's contract. All that to say, how is mm-hmm. Mac better than Daniel Jones in your book? And I don't know if I said that he is. Bego, and I might be mistaken, but my contention was that during that three days of joint practices, Cam actually had COVID, so Mac got all the work. He drastically outplayed Daniel Jones. Whether he's completely better than Daniel Jones or not on an even playing field after four years in the NFL for Daniel Jones and two for Mac, it's enough of a toss-up. But I watched the two guys compete on the same field over the course of a period of time with the Joe Judge common denominator on Daniel Jones' side, and Mac was better. Where did I think he was better? I thought he was better at the line of scrimmage. I thought his accuracy was drastically better. And, again, this is it's going to be two summers come August that that all happened. But it didn't just evaporate. To me, I'm getting to the point, and Phil Perry was saying this too, I want to wipe out all of what 2022 ever existed because it was so impossible to make a judgment on him. And I think maybe the same thing was probably – with Daniel Jones after 11 touchdown, 10 pick season under under Joe Judge and the Jason Garrett, and then he was relieved of duty during that season too. So I, I just feel there are many similarities. Daniel Jones obviously a much better runner. I think Mac is probably smarter at the line of scrimmage. Scrimmage, scrimmage. <laughs> We've got this kid at the line of scrimmage, and he's tough to stop. So basically, you know. It's the intel. It's all the things we've talked about: intelligence, anticipation, accuracy, leadership. But Daniel Jones isn't a complete and total utter slouch. Well, thank you for characterizing that more accurately than I posed the question. But uh, just to okay. follow it, you said that you you want to wipe out 2022 for Mac Jones that season. I'm sure Mac wants to wipe out most of it too. Does he seem to you like the kind of guy who will be able to bounce back in the way that the Patriots need him to? now with Bill O'Brien in place uh, with the upcoming season? That was one of the things that we watched throughout that first training camp. He'd have a bad practice. He'd come back the next day and play really well. He'd have bad reps or a bad session. He'd come back in the next one and play really well. His resilience actually stood out during that entire camp. And again, it's worth noting how drastically he outplayed Cam Newton to even give himself a shot to win the starting job. Most people thought there was no way that was going to happen. So I do think he has the resilience to do that. And I think I've said it to you guys before, to get Bill O'Brien handed to you is like crawling across the desert and being handed a glass of water after what he went through last year. So I think he will embrace everything that Bill O'Brien is about, even if Bill is still in any way agitated or put off by what went on in 2020, excuse me, 2022 with Matt Jones. Tom, while we're talking about camp, you mentioned uh, on Monday, or you uh, wrote on Monday, that Bailey Zappi's progress could have a big impact on how the Patriots proceed with Jones. Um, How much of an impact could that be, and what would that progress look like? I think it's the financial aspect, Christian, because with Mac Jones, as we watch the track, say he doesn't drastically improve. 
And he goes out and he has, you know, 22 touchdown, 13 pick year. The team goes 9 and 8, 10 and 7, 8 and 9. Well, you're now staring next May at the prospect of a fifth year option to pick up. Max entering his fourth year. So he's still at a very controlled price at $4.6 million. But if you're looking at Mac and saying we're still not sold, you're not going to pick up that $30 million fifth-year option for 2025. And if Bailey Zappi comes out, we could obviously tell that he had the capability to be a solid backup. He could be Brock Purdy light. He could be Brock Purdy times two. But if he shows that in this summer, maybe, again, using it just as a for instance but not a comp, the improvement that Tom Brady showed year one to year two, the leadership that he could show year one to year two, then the Patriots could say, we're going to pay $30 million to Mac Jones for a fairly average season at $30 million or franchise him for $45 million, which is what the franchise tag will be in 2025. Or do we just say, hell, let's just, we'll run it back with Zappy in 2025 and figure it out. It's a long way away. But the better Zappy plays, the more the Patriots can consider with kind of a, a more objective eye, okay, how good is Mac? Is he a $30 million player? Is he a $35 million player? Or is he Jaggerific? <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's a good it's a good question. It's the question. Uh, it's my favorite uh, Destiny's Child. I was gonna say it's, right a, <laughs> it's a question burning on all our minds. Speaking of a uh, Jaggerific, uh, what was the deal with this Patricia interview? And does he still have a role with the Patriots? I think he is at this juncture, from what I've gathered, kind of untethered. He's he's not with the Patriots. They, you know, Robert Kraft not on the record, but certainly characterized a level of respect for Patricia and Joe Judge as coaches and guys. So I don't think they're persona non grata, but I don't know if they have an exact role for him. I, I think that he would be a little bit radioactive if he were to have any involvement with the offense at all. The defense seems kind of set. Does he come back in an Ernie Adams role? I think he's exploring his options. And, you know, sometimes in the NFL you see favors done to keep guys' names quote unquote in the mix. I'm not saying that that's what the Denver Broncos did with Patricia, but they very quickly hired Vance Joseph. So you do a favor for an agent, you do a favor for a, a, a coach, um, have him in for an interview, keeps his name in circulation, shows what his disposition is for getting another job. Um, it could have been that, it could have been concrete. Tom, uh, because the free agent market for wide receivers is a little slim pickings compared to previous years, we're seeing some hypothetical trades out there. The one I keep seeing tossed around is T. Higgins. T. Higgins, T. Higgins. this, T. Higgins that. Uh, are any of these trades not, actually... Not jaggerific, T. Higgins. Are any of these trades for big-name <laughs> wide receivers, are any of them reasonable? Do any of them look like something that the Patriots would actually execute on? We could talk about that, but it would all be spitballing in terms of do the Patriots look at Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, the guys they have under contract, Tyquan Thornton, and other pass catchers like Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry that they're spending inordinate amounts of money on and say last year, again, was a complete washout. Why don't we find out what we have on hand before we start packaging players up and bringing in T. Higgins, who's then going to command certainly – a 15 or $16 million contract himself. So I would say it's unlikely in my mind that they would do that because they still don't know what they have in all of those players to a large extent. 
but I wouldn't rule it out. I just I don't think that they've been habitual trade a trade team for anything but distressed assets. Brandon Cooks is a little bit of a distressed asset. Could I see that happening? I don't know if he's as good as he was five, six years ago, but I think Higgins has too much. Once you bring him on, you've given something up, and then you have to pay him as well. Tom, we uh, we have short amount of time here, so feel free to completely shut this down. But I, I'm curious if the discussion around Brady and Mahomes and that debate, which I know you're not really uh, entertaining at this point in time, I wonder if it's gotten back to Brady, if it's getting his back up a little bit, and I wonder if that increases the likelihood that he could return, just to shut everybody up about Mahomes versus Brady. It's really funny because there was an interesting article about uh, Joe Montana and his demeanor towards Brady. Does not like Brady. Is not a Brady fan. Um, and I read it recently um, by Wright Thompson. And I think that there is probably a level of, okay, are you kidding me? What I just did for 22 years is being erased in four by this kid. But I don't know if that would be enough. Like right now, Jonesy, I really think that Brady is in such a time of like turmoil and resetting that it would seem beyond the pale for him to want to prove anything or slay an imaginary dragon like that when I think he feels as if he's got more important things to tend to. I really do. All right. He's Tom Curran each and every Thursday here on WEEI. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Tom, we'll talk to you next Thursday. Goodbye. Right, Thanks, Tom, Tommy. Tom Egerin, as all our guests here on WEEI, as I said, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. That I uh, I like the line of scrimmage. I feel like that's <laughs> that's a drop that might live on. Rascally wabbit. And I like the, Mon- the Montana comp. And, and I don't know if we talked about this on the air or not. I, uh, I know we talked about it off the air. Montana basically said, if the Niners stuck with me instead of screwing around with Steve Young in the late 80s, early 90s, I would have won four, five, six, or seven. And people are, sorry, five, six, or seven. And people would look at me differently. And that was in this Wright Thompson book that I think is coming out with Joe Montana. So that's an interesting parallel. We can get to it with all your phone calls. Again, You're not just in a line of swimming. You need something to stop. <laughs> 617-779-7937. And we have our triple play next. Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. Jones and Mago. Triples is best. Triples is indeed best, and it is time for the triple play on a report card Thursday, but real quick. Well, I was going to say, before we get into the triple play, uh, we just talked to Tom E. Curran, as we do every Thursday, most Thursdays, on WEEI. And if you missed that interview, you can go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to Jones and Mego with Arcan on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. Mac is probably smarter at the line of squimmage. Good stuff. So if you missed any of that, uh, again, that's on the Odyssey app. And Scal got bumped yesterday. I never mentioned this on the show yesterday. He was traveling uh, to where, where are the Celtics? Indiana? Indiana. Indiana. So he was traveling yesterday. He's going to do the interview today, and that comes your way in about 10 minutes, right at the top of four. So mark that down. We'll talk to Scal coming up. And sorry, Arkan, I should have done that earlier. That's okay. Uh, so let's get into our report card Thursday where we'll give grades out for various things that have happened this week, and we'll start <laughs> with grade number one. Number one. The NBA All-Star Weekend had historically low ratings, so let's give a grade for the historically low-rated NBA All-Star Weekend. Jones, oh, go ahead. I mean, I thought the All-Star Weekend actually wasn't a bad one. B? Like, I know it got bad ratings and the game was horrible. The dunk contest was good. If the dunk contest is good, the weekend's pretty good. I didn't watch the three-point contest. I didn't watch the skills competition. The skills competition was a disaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, had, it gets Giannis, worse and worse every year. Giannis had to pull out of it last second, correct? Yes. Yeah, so he just had his loser brothers and stuff. All the Attentacumpo brothers in True Holiday. So, like, I didn't watch any of it, but here's really how I evaluate All-Star Weekend. It comes down to the dunk contest. The game stinks. It stunk for a long time. The three con- uh, three-point contest and the skills competition and the rookie versus sophomores and the celebrity game, like, all of that is just... Off to the side. I thought the draft took forever, but it was at least an entertaining piece to the lead into the game. And the dunk contest was good. B. I give it a D. Mm. I thought it stunk. I mean, look, you had Tatum celebrating his MVP 55-point game. Whatever. Great. Didn't make it very far in the three-point contest, which also screwed our guy Arkan right. with his bet last week. It did. Oh, my it's God. Talk about a premature victory some, lap. Arkan, Jesus. You know how I've already said multiple times, I'm not surprised that it was historically low-rated. There was no buzz to it. Too many Celtics. You you <laughs> got to theme it. Give it a theme. Make it I, sexy again. I keep forgetting. This is this is make the All-Star game great again. Yeah. Yep. Give it Give a theme. Game of Thrones. Yep. Togas next year. Yep. 80s, 90s. Yeah, I got really hung up on just doing decades. That's really all I could I come know, up with. I know, you could but, only come up with But decades. that works. You said great one, Gatsby. Who said one, year, who said one year of the theme could be defense? Was that you, Ryan? That's, no. that's a good idea. That's not a good theme. That's not fun. Uh, it's not fun. I hate defense. I think Jalen Brown called it a layup line. He's not wrong. Yeah, I but, love the NBA. Like you know, I do. Mm. This it, it stunk this year. It sucked. Okay, real that? quick with yeah, the Jalen yeah. Brown. Yeah, punch, yeah. punch it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're competing with hot take bots. So punch that up a little bit. Jalen Brown complaining about the. It's like Jalen, you played in the game. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you, you could have played some D. You scored thirty five points. It didn't seem like it was bothering you all Your that much while you were out there. Face was broken. Yeah. And he made it a priority to play. It is a good point. So what is it? All right, let's go to uh, grade number two. Number two. All right, we haven't really talked much about this at all, but Marty Walsh, former mayor, was going to be the NHLPA director. He was just, uh, I don't know, do you get sworn into that job? Whatever. He got hired into that job uh, recently. Grade the job <laughs> that you your, think. Bring your own Bible. Marty Walsh will do <laughs> once he puts his hand on the Bible and takes the oath to be the new NHLPA director. Mega, what do you think? oath on like a Tim Hortons <laughs> <laughs> menu. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, over a box of Timbits. It's exactly <laughs> what he does, yes. Um... I, I give it a B plus. I like Marty Walsh. I liked him as mayor. Okay. I covered him as a reporter. 
I think he's a pretty fair guy. So you're he's, he's got he's got a slight he's got a slight edge to him. This guy he's a union guy. He came up. He's got like a slight. I'm yeah, not a bit of say, a union problem in yeah, Boston. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. say crooked, <laughs> but you know, I don't think his back's totally straight. Look, this is not a political thing at all for me. It's just, did I was I walking around going, boy, you know who'd be great for the PA? Marty Walsh. No, no, I was not. Same thing with Charlie Baker in the NCAA. F. Like, where did this come from? Why, why, why this- are you giving Marty an F? Because I did. Uh, why do you hire like an ex agent or something like that? Like somebody who's actually, oh, I don't know, in the game of hockey, in the sport of hockey. I feel like that would have been a better fit to me. So again, wasn't on my radar. Wasn't thinking about it. Never looked at Marty Walsh as mayor of this city. And this is not a criticism on his politics or his time in this city. I never once said that guy would be great for the NHLPA or any players association for that matter. How often are you making that determination? F. That's my grade, Mego. I'm not personally also, biased. I'm not personally like, biased on this by one. By the way, yes. you probably the NFLPA saw your video on Twitter <laughs> about Swayman and Olmark, and they're like, "Holy crap! They're the like, mayor, the former mayor of Boston, they, is going to take probably, over." They probably held that and one. And this against is what it. people in Boston think about hockey. They're probably like, "Let's let's take the job back." That is true. Sorry, Marty. That is true. And I'm sure you just upset a lot of people who uh, are regulars at Divine Rink in Dorchester there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who probably played beer league with Marty before he was a politician? Uh, that's true. I'm gonna get that's that's true. I'm gonna get yelled at at uh, uh, Charlestown. Learned to skate on Saturday. You don't that's know true. anything about Walsh. That's that's true. It's a good point. All right, here's grade number three. Number three. All right, grade the way that your town or neighborhood handled the snowfall today. F. Josh? Oh, I, mine was my neighborhood was great. F. Uh, it was uh, a a plus. They, they did a, they did a tremendous job by me. I live right near a school, so, you know, they, they do a good job uh, plowing out all the lots and side streets and everything around there. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any problems with the streets today. So we didn't even, where I live in my neighborhood in Boston, we didn't even have, like, significant snowfall at what? all. We just had slushy, slushy Well, it was, it was very slushy it was snow, just, but it was, it was snow. There was snow in the grass, but it wasn't, I, like, handle it. I'm like, what was there to handle? Yeah, it's just I, slushy sidewalks. I mean, look, I I don't think there was a lot to handle. I'd agree with that, but A plus streets were clean. I had no problem. I don't with even it. know how to grade it. It was such a non factor. <laughs> well, pick a letter. What do you mean? Okay, I, I give it a, a C. It met your expectations. A C because oh, nobody did anything. That's how I graded. The it's Celtics. like you know what it was. It's yes. like a group project where one kid just showed up for the presentation. Why? What was your neighborhood bad? Why'd you ask this question? I was just wondering. Oh, okay. And right. also, I know you guys Ryan, are you both get, city people, so it's a little different. You gave it an F? Oh, my God. We're city slickers. Here we are, yes. I, I live on the, the Waltham-Newton line, and it's the uh, Newton Department of Public Public Works that is supposed to handle the snowfall. Public you guys works. suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. I am so tired of it. I drive home through Watertown, nice and beautiful, always clean, Brighton, nice and beautiful, always clean. And then you get to Newton on California Street, and it's like, holy crap, was it supposed to snow today? I got no idea. It's a disaster. You I mean, guys are terrible. Was there that much snow? So I, I did yeah. see. What was it? Was it 495? Or 495 might have was the orange line yesterday. What yes. I, there were there were a bunch of accidents today. I did see that on like interstates, but I, I didn't. I, in my, I'm just grading my neighborhood. I'm not saying the whole state did a good job. The entire city. You guys blow. I I I had my commute was fine, easy peasy. F. Enough uh, enough snow by the way, Mego. It was slushy snow. Enough snow to build a snowman today. Yeah. Ooh. It sounded unimpressive. Uh, it was it was a wispy lean. <laughs> Jones level snowman is what it was. Let's grade your snowman. It was a it was a Tyquan Thornton, Adam Jones frame snowman. It was it was a malnourished snowman. But uh, Lucas and I built a snowman this morning, so uh, we got that done. There was enough snow for that. Pound for pound, do you think we're the weakest show oh. in the entire market? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Yes. Arcan adds a little beef, but yeah, right. no, we are we are the weakest show. Yes, okay. of course. Yeah. 
What do you mean? Is that even a real question? But I think Who? the show has the best cardio. Oh, good cardio. true? Oh, good endurance. Cardio oh, we would sla- kills. We would- cardio I, is I king. I heard you in that, in that area. Endu- endurance, <laughs> I got the muscles. Endurance, no cardio, we, we, we would clean up. Clean up. That's what the ancient Greeks really respected. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what the that was the original sport. The original what? athletics. The original ath- the original All those statues of their guys rolling up their capri shorts the so o- they could show off their calves. The original sport in the Olympics was running, and we were uh, we are, in some ways we are the most athletic in the city. Mega, that's a good point. Six point two miles. I have a serious question. What's that now? Who do you think would win an arm wrestling match between you two? Between me and Jones. Between Jones. you and Jones. Oh, Mego. Oh, I'm so weak. I haven't done weight training, like upper body weight training in Ryan, who do you think would years. win this? Uh, I would have said Mego until she came in complaining about forearm That's soreness true. after shooting, shooting a couple of hoops. It wasn't a couple of hoops, guys. That's, I got in 45 minutes of aggressive shooting. If, you said minutes? Oh, my God. If it's the day after she shot hoops, I could definitely take her. Other, otherwise, she's got she's got a little mean streak it in her. I think Mego would get me. After. Uh, anyways, uh, that's triple play each and every day at this time. 617-779-7937. Who would win in an arm wrestling contest? Please weigh in there. And we're going to talk to Scal next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.